definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, what's going on? Good morning and welcome on to the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Brought to you as always by Happy State Bank alongside, you know, in this box over here, Jeff Haxton. I'm Choice Woodman. we got Ben Poorman across the way in for uh, Lucas this morning. You can join us, your thoughts, your comments, your questions, whatever you want to bring in. Score predictions for tonight. Uh, all of that welcome on the 8th Flooring Center chat line through the 100.7 The Score mobile app. We are with you till high noon. We being myself, uh, Choice Woodman, here in the First United Bank studio. And Hacks joins us from Parts Unknown. Well, actually, we should know where he's at. Indianapolis, or at least the uh, the Indiana Indianapolis Metro. What's good, Hacks? How are we doing this morning? Well, we're in the heart of it. First off, can you hear me? Am I all right? Yeah, you're good. You got any helium hacks this morning yet? Not yet, but I'm expecting it at some point. I mean, I still can't believe you guys never sampled I that. I, ne- I never even got to hear it. I just, it's like a legend that I never even got to hear. It's weird. The legend. Uh, I know legend. they got a horse named that after it. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that too. Um, no, we're in the heart of downtown Indianapolis uh, and uh, the hotel that looks over. Uh, Victory Field, which is, uh, interestingly enough, still the home of the Indians. Um, for some reason, the one in uh, Indianapolis didn't have to change the name. And okay. um, my story from la- <laughs> last That's night nice. is not very, not very exciting. Um, we have a very easy flight. Uh, it was great. And, uh, we have, uh, you know, with, with beard and, and Adams, John and Tom would bus all the way up to wherever we were going. And I'm talking almost everywhere. Yeah. It wasn't the only one that <laughs> obviously like Hawaii, you couldn't do but, a little hard to do. Like uh, it's a long ferry, right? Um, yeah, New York City, um, they wouldn't make that trip. But I mean, Morgantown, they were there. Miami, wow, there. So we have um, rental bus now. It's a very nice bus. Very nice. Get on it. It's pretty easy to get to the JW Marriott, okay? Mm-hmm. It's like one of the taller buildings in Indianapolis. We went around it four times. It was like, do you remember the movie, uh, the the one of the it was a European Vacation, where Chevy Chase, yeah, Big yeah, Ben Parliament, Big Ben Parliament, Big Ben Parliament, yeah, where they're sitting there in the okay. roundabout forever, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the way it was. So that's my story from yesterday. It's like, you know, we've come all this way and we've done so good, and now we just can't even get into the parking lot to unload. Well, um, got a big one tonight. We'll uh, we'll dive into. Hey, it. what's the line? Have you not seen it? I haven't seen it. the The one I saw last night was one and a half. 
I have not oh, seen baby. a... Uh, all right, all right. That was a little off. A little bit in the right direction, if you're a tech fan. Um, I'm trying to see if that's changed any since last night. Yeah, it has. It's moved towards Butler 2.5 now. So uh, people are betting the Bulldogs at home. But tells you what Vegas thinks of, of the Red Raiders and uh, I guess how they played to finish out the Bahamas. Um, any... Any sort of jet lag? I mean, not, jet lag is not the right word, but yeah. uh, tiredness from from the trip to the Bahamas that you can tell. No, it, no, I can't. But here's here's one thing that you know I've already done my interviews. They're they're in the can basically. Um, so I talked to Coach McCaslin last night and I asked him that same question. I was like, "This is um, this is a pretty taxing." ask um go to the bahamas i think maximize the effort that you got from your players yeah <clears throat> everything you asked them they delivered is, is certainly on the part of effort sure um and then you know come back for a little bit and he's like here i'm just gonna lay it out uh we practiced hard he said the two days that we were here we didn't we didn't let up we, we practiced hard while we were here, and that was at home. And, you know, kind of in, in preparation for this, and, and he thought that was the best way to go is to kind of keep the pedal pressed. And then after this game, you can let off for a little bit, especially coming home with three games with mid-majors and Omaha and Oral Roberts and um, – you know, it, it's interesting too with, with this. So I, I don't know that. Hey, that still could play a part. I don't know. Um, I kind of think it won't, as far as like you know, if you if the team looks winded or anything. You know, and and in the Michigan game, I said it. I said Michigan looks dog tired, and I think they were. And yep. Texas Tech wasn't. But the thing that Coach McCaslin has said about this Butler team, he said it's like uh, we're about to play us. He said, they are put together very similarly to we are. He said, it's when, we, when we scout them, it's kind of like looking in the mirror. Mm -hmm. um, he said, like, they have a, a player named Posh Alexander. He's averaging 10.7 points. It's like when you look at Posh, it's almost like looking at Joe Toussaint. Okay. Um, when you look at this guy, it's like looking at one of our guys. So he said, is it's... He said, I, I kind of think he thinks that might help him. Look, you've got a, a team that averages 80 points, a team that averages 67 points, and the 80 points is Butler. Uh, Butler gives up a few more points than Texas Tech does. But I think Tech's going to, you know, I, I think they're going to try to play off of the Phil Martelli quote, which was you could feel their defense. Mm -hmm. It was palpable. They wouldn't let us get in anything. They wouldn't let us run our offense. They wouldn't let us do a thing. Yeah, and I think they're going to try and, and rely on that again today. Well, uh, yeah, we. I, I think you're going to see a, a very uh, strong effort on the defensive side of the ball again as well. It, it seemed like the defense fueled the offense uh, in that last game against Michigan, and and uh, very interested to see if that's that's how the approach is again tonight against Butler uh, defense definitely helped the Lady Raiders get a win last night as they took out UC Irvine. We'll watch the second half. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it wasn't pretty in the first half, but 
they were able to to scratch back and get win number eight on the season so lady raiders still unbeaten lots of headlines we'll get into all of that coming up it's the end of the bench on 100.7 the score definitely not the starters you're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 the score it's Thursday with the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman, Jeff Haxton, Ben Poorman with you this Thursday morning. Uh, keep hitting us up. Thoughts, comments, questions, whatever you got on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line. Time for a few headlines as part of uh, what you need to know. Let's uh, start with the Lady Raiders who won last night 60-54 to over UC Irvine. This was a, a game that was led by the Anteaters for quite a while, but uh, Texas Tech able to come back in the fourth quarter and pick up the W over the Anteaters to move to 8-0. and o. So Tech will uh, next be in action tomorrow. Pretty quick turnaround. They'll play against Houston Christian tomorrow at 6 o'clock. You'll find the game on both 100.7 the score as well as 107.7. Yes! FM. Uh, Texas Tech saw some uh, names on the Big 12 list yesterday as the conference released. It's all Big 12 teams and conference postseason honors. Uh, leading the way for Texas Tech, Big 12 Defensive Freshman of the Year, Ben Roberts named that after he became just the second freshman in Tech history uh, to have over 100 tackles. In uh, Where's where he from? Somewhere down south. Um, man, I cannot remember. He is from... Do, 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 do. Hazlitt, Texas. He can ball. He can ball. Very good. Very good. He's been a lot of fun to watch uh, this yeah, year. Yeah, early on showed that he can do it. That's uh, one of those positions we've talked about. You've, you've just kind of reloaded at year after year. Yep. Got a ton yeah. of great middle linebackers on the last five to seven, eight years. So uh, he's he helped the cause. As soon as Jacob Rodriguez went down in the first game, you're throwing a freshman out there that you most most people had not heard the name Ben Roberts before, and uh, he yep. he settled in and was was fantastic. So. I uh, can't wait to see what that guy's got in his his future at Texas Tech. But uh, co-defensive freshman of the year uh, also had Taj Brooks and Austin McNamara named to the first team All-Big 12. And uh, Dadrian Taylor-Demerson named second team All-Big 12. All, all the three of those guys very deserving. Uh, had 18 different guys on the honorable mention list for the league. Um, NBA tonight, Spurs, Hawks at 7 o'clock from San Antonio. The Stars are up north of the border in Canada, taking on the Flames of Calgary at a. 8 o'clock. A? Man, that, that makes me miss Verb, because he would throw the A's in quite a bit. Oh, yes, he would. A? Love it. The Director of Atmospheric Relations, Rob Verby. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, Texas Tech <laughs> basketball, where Hacks is today in Indianapolis getting ready to play Butler at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Oh, yeah. A 5.30. Ghost of, ghost of Strap and Buddy and that's Jimmy. Right. And... Jimmy Chitwood. You remember the the who they played? Coach, Coach McCaslin, by the way, said uh, 
he was Ollie in college. He was Ollie in college. I could yeah. see that. He didn't play much <laughs> in college, and he was very Just fighting small, to get on the court. Very small. He said it, that jersey he said engulfed it him. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that uh, – he's like, it wasn't that way in high school, but in college I was, I was more like Ollie than Jimmy. <laughs> uh, they play um, they play the South Bend Bears. Good job, well done. I I mean, if it's your favorite sports movie, you should get that. But I was just just throwing a little test, and you passed with flying colors. So, uh, Red Raiders and Butlers tonight. Butlers, same thing. At uh, <laughs> you went Nacho Libre. I did go the it's the <laughs> Easters. I've had the, the, the Red Raiders are playing the Butlers <laughs> since the Easters. Um. Yeah, Butler tonight at 5.30. All right, what are we going to see tonight now that you've uh, checked see, out the Bulldogs a little bit? We're going to see two teams that look an awful lot like each other under first-year coaches. Thad Mata, of course, been around forever. Yep. Do you know who is on the bench with Thad Mata as a coach? I'm thinking. I, I don't believe I do, no. Okay, let's go Buckeye Connection, see if this can help you. I'm going to get you there. Oh, gosh. Buckeye connection. You're going to have to help mm-hmm. me even more. Monster. Craig Oden? Craig Oden. Is he Correct. really? Yes. So Oden is an assistant coach for Butler. You will see Oden on the bench tonight in Butler Blue. Oh, my gosh. No, I did not know that. It only took me three clues to get yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, you got through there with three. Monster. I mean, Buckeye and Monster. Monster. I mean, there's there's pretty well one guy that you think of. You could have gone uh, down in Monster. You could have gone NBA bust too, and I might have got it. Well, that's but, where I was going next. Yeah, poor guy. He just couldn't ever get um, healthy. Now we're going to see two teams that look a lot like each other. One that wants to. I, I'll tell you what Butler's going to do. Butler is going to try to play a very free flowing offense. They'll they'll want to space things out. Um, you look at you look at eighty point six points per game, and you think kind of maybe pressure, push it, pressure, push it. It's not really like that. It's mm-hmm. it's spread the floor, get into your offense. You know they don't turn it over much. They don't cause turnovers a ton. They're not going to foul you. It kind of sounds like an Iowa State scout from over the years. Maybe not so much currently okay. with the Cyclones, but it sounds a lot like that, kind of a a pro style. And I think what they're going to do tonight is really dare you to shoot the three. I mean, I just – I feel like they're going to not press out. So, in other words, I think you'll be able to play a lot of catch around the perimeter. Yeah. Um, they don't want those paint touches, so they're going to sag. They're going to sink and see if you can beat them from the outside on the road. Now, of course, if you start nailing threes, then they'll they'll push out a little bit more. But just get into your offense, run it. They obviously have talented guys. Posh Alexander, 10.7. D.J. Davis, 11.4. Jamil Telfort, 13.9. Pierre Brooks, 16.7. So they've got a lot of guys that can score the rock from kind of all over the place. If you look at their roster, they have a ton of bigs, but only one really plays. Yeah. 
And so this is this this is like you know this is college basketball. It's a guard oriented team that likes to really score and doesn't really want to play that much defense. Is Pierre Brooks the best player? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by a decent amount, or yeah. I mean, as far as like offensive firepower, I mean, if you just go across, number one in points, number one in threes mm-hmm. attempted and made, number one in field goals made, number one in minutes. And number one in overall points with 117, which sure. that would equal kind of what I told you before. But yep. um, yeah, Pierre Brooks leads them in many, many categories. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, and here's something that I, I think if you can do like you've done a couple of games already, your chances of winning go sky high. Texas Tech is averaging – Six more rebounds per game, yeah, than the, than the opposition. Butler just point three. Okay, so maybe that's something to look for. Sure, you know, and Beard always used to say, "Whoever rebounds wins." You know, for Grant McCaslin, it's toughest team wins. Yeah, um, they all kind of come around and say the same thing. You know, if I you, think if you, bo- if you box out and rebound, then you got a great chance. I think I, I saw a stat. Uh, it's been years since I've seen that stat, but I want to say that uh, in college basketball, it was something like seventy-five or eighty percent of the time, the team that that wins the rebounding battle wins the the basketball game. There you go. It's it's like it it definitely definitely has a correlation. And I, I'd like to find that. I need to figure out where that stat is. But um, if you win the rebounding battle, I think that's that's a good point. You're you're going to be. Um, Probably bigger on average height than this team. You look at what put Tech puts out there with Darian Williams and Devin Cambridge, and of course Warren Washington. So you got to rebound and, and keep them off the offensive glass. But Cambridge has done a really good job on the offensive glass too uh, in the last couple of games. So if you can get him going there, uh, feel pretty good about your your chance. Cambridge also some... he's also creeping on one thousand career points. Just oh, there you go. So that game tips off tonight at 5.30. Coverage begins at 4.30. You'll hear Hacks and Level on the call. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. See End of the Bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. 100.7 The Score mobile app. And uh, you can watch us always live on the YouTube channel. Double T Sports Network, all you got to do is search that in the YouTube channel. And got all 12 of our local hours of programming per day on there. Keep hitting us up. Whatever thoughts, comments you got coming in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Hacks, uh, I had it on the Smithsonian channel in here just a little bit ago. I saw a show right. that looked right up your alley. Never heard of it before. But uh, it's called uh, Ice... Oh man, I've already forgotten the name of it. Ice Flights Alaska. No, Ice Airport Alaska. It's a real thing, apparently. I'm, you seem to be into the, the planes and stuff, and well, landing it's, and yeah, it's one of the weird things of uh, my. Oh God, I had another panic attack on the plane leaving you yesterday because I just sat there and sat there 
and sat there and my anxiety built and built and built. But if I were to get home at a decent hour tonight, I would fly a plane on my Xbox. So yeah, I'm a weirdo, but, um, got a lot of, uh, summit league flashbacks, midcon flashbacks coming up here to Indianapolis. This was my life for 11 years coming through Indianapolis and Fort Wayne and Macomb, Illinois and, on and on and on with these uh, oh yeah midwest northern cities i just i just lived it for so long your and favorites so, yeah i i do like indianapolis a lot i think it's a great downtown it's clean it's nice um you know they're gearing up for the big 10 championship here which will feature iowa and michigan yeah um so there's banners all over the place and that's going to get big lucas oil and you know, uh, tying that into Texas Tech basketball, Grant McCaslin, um, when he got his team to the NCAA tournament out of Conference USA, North mm-hmm. Texas, let's see, their record that year was 25-7. and seven. They actually had more wins last year because the NIT takes so long. They you know, went and won it. They were 31-7 and seven last year. Mm-hmm. But they stayed at this hotel – in the exact same tower and played at Lucas oil against Purdue. And in that year where the tournament was conducted in the bubble where Texas tech beat Utah state and lost to Arkansas and level and I, uh, this is levels first trip to Indianapolis, but level and I had to stay behind and call those games remotely because that's what we'd done all year. We've made a decision. We were just going to stay out of the way, and that even, you know, meant if it was close, we're going to stay in Lubbock. If it was the NCAA tournament, we're going to stay in Lubbock. So, Grant McCaslin has the warm and fuzzies when it comes to this area and getting his team, the Mean Green, to the NCAA tournament. And I just thought it was really interesting. Out of all the hotel rooms that are in downtown Indianapolis, mm-hmm. same hotel, not only the same hotel, staying in the same tower. Right. So. Right. That's that's pretty cool, and you can hear the details of all that coming up in our pregame show. Uh, someone says on the chat line, my favorite Fink call ever. I don't know. Money in the bank. Money in the bank is probably. Money in the bank. That might be my favorite. That's pretty up. Uh, someone helped me with the uh, the wrong one. The wrong quarterback. It wasn't Matty Mock. It was a different one. Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Yeah, that's close. There enough. we go. Yeah, the I think those were consecutive quarterbacks for Missouri, but I had the wrong one. My bad. Yeah, multiple people telling me it was it was Drew Locke. Uh, Gundy, Gundy's pretty childish too. No, he he. There's some oh sure d- some <laughs> petulance. Yeah, that goes with yeah. Gundy, but he's yeah. never openly mocked someone on the field. Yeah, that I've seen. No, but no. Uh, so no. Gundy. Gundy wins for finally figuring out he has a running back after four games. That's that's true. Yeah. Well, there's a parallel yeah, in Lubbock that you can say too. Yeah, yeah. You can drop. You can drop pretty much uh, the same parallel to that. I. It, it it is, it is unbelievable, man. I mean, through the first three games, that guy got like 19 touches, something like that. Yeah. And don't forget the share the carousel quarterback between oh yeah uh, bowman gundy and and rangel three four games yeah 
It didn't matter what the situation was or how hot or how cold they were. They were either going back out or coming in and, yep. and, um, golly, I mean, just a grease fire to a trip to the big 12 championship. Uh, add Fink's Oh four ninth inning call and Stillwater to your list. Man, I'd have to I've dig always, for that one. I've always heard about that one. I would love to hear it. I need to, I need to hunt it down. I, I, I wonder if Fink has it. He can send it to us if he's got it. Need to, need to hunt for that one. I'm sure, some of those uh, early Big Twelve tournament games. Oh yeah, where it was the wild, wild west mm-hmm. down there in downtown Oklahoma mm-hmm. City. I've always heard stories about that. Uh, Shelley says petulance, impressive vocab for du- Dumas Deb. Thank you. That's that's short for debutante, right? Isn't that what y'all came up with? Uh, play the call for us choice. You'll hear it. It's it's running in my sports centers in the break. So if you want to hear it, y'all can, y'all can hear it there. Uh, Hacks, you gonna take your tape measure to Hinkle? That's from Dallas. Yeah, I wish. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting over there really early, and uh, Bo is numero uno manager. He is the king of the managers, and I uh, ride with him early. And he's he's not a very big guy, by the way. Congratulations to them. They won their manager's game last night very nice uh, um that thing can get interesting because they can start taking grad students over there that have averaged 15 in college and that kind of stuff but um tech managers won by two yesterday over at hinkle so congrats to them you know they have a top 25 for that right that they'll start coming out i yeah i've seen the stuff for it top Uh, 25 manager team that's pretty awesome i might be able to convince bo to get on my shoulders I I will see. <laughs> if you could get both, you got to do it. You got to take the picture. Uh-huh. I I still want level on your shoulders personally, or probably yeah. opposite you on level shoulders. But I don't think I'm going to get my wish there. Um, Mark says, "Hey, hacks, Chuck was talking about you this morning on the morning drive. Mentioned if y'all ate at the steakhouse there. Was this the Elmo's no, one? Yeah, we didn't go to St. Elmo's. Uh huh. You you've been there before? Oh yeah, yeah, many times." Pretty good stuff. I was so poor back then, which I'm still poor, but um, I would go in there and have like, two Miller Lights and a shrimp cocktail. <laughs> two Miller Lights and a shrimp cocktail. Everybody else would have ribeyes and uh, T-bones. Yeah. And I would be over there munching on shrimp cocktail and Miller Lights. Was it a good shrimp cocktail? This, I mean, it's the best in the world. Wow. Um, all right, keep the uh, thoughts coming in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Is there now, a... the, the the debutante thing? Yeah. We got we got to talk about this, um, <laughs> because that's straight off the. That's here in Savannah. In Savannah, <laughs> debutante. <laughs> it's like. It's like the words dripping like molasses out of your mouth. Yeah. You're doing a more of a Florida panhandle thing <laughs> when really, yeah. I'm sorry. That's, that's oh, I got classic. It. Uh, I get you. And then Oscar. <laughs> we can't pay him. We don't have the greenbacks. <laughs> can't pay him. For all of y'all lost, we're in a, in, in a uh, hole with. 
We'll tell you the this. I hope there. I'm paying somebody back. I was up here on the 22nd floor, and uh, my neighbors, they did not stop screaming until 2.30 in the morning. Ooh. And um, so I got to sleep about 3 Eastern time. So now I hope they're hearing me. <laughs> you hope they're hearing? I bet they don't hear you because you're not screaming. But you can scream if you want. Just give me a warning so you don't scare me. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Happy to be part of your Thursday. You're listening to the end of the bench. Watching on 100.7 The Score, Fox 34 News now with Jeff Haxton joining us from Indiana. I'm Choice Woodman. Ben Porman across the way taking care of us. You got any questions? Bring those in. We're 15 minutes out from Ask the Benchwarmers. You guys always have fantastic questions. So uh, bring those in as we ready for that. Get you some portal potty news. Uh, right now, let's go ahead and hit the portal potty. The latest. Uh, the latest big name. Did you see it? In the portal? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. DJ Ukulele. Oh, wow. Ugalalele, no, however yeah. you actually say his name, but the Ukulele from that. Oregon State. Uh, his head coach left, but um, he uh, just entered the portal. So, and of course, he started his career at Clemson, uh, now in the portal from Oregon State. So, there's another big one. There's a lot of Let quarterbacks me, that are trying to go get paid right now. That And then this is all that is, man, is you, you can have – um, your buddies, or you can have connections, or the guy that originally recruited you at a different school, or your coach could have left, or your conference could have folded, blah, 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 blah. If you've gone and put out the numbers, we heard what Matt Rule said. He didn't say that for funsies, right? Funsies. I love it. A good quarterback is going for a mil, mil and a half, two yep. mil. That's all this is about. Just like super conferences is all it's about. Just like burying rivalries that are over 120 years old. Yep. It's all connected, and it's all connected to the almighty dollar. That's all this is. Yeah, uh, definitely with the quarterback position. I think there are guys um, that are leaving. Yeah, for- that's what I'm not I'm not limiting. I'm not limiting or, or putting an umbrella over all people that want to transfer. Yeah. Like Landon, Landon Peterson is not getting out of Lubbock sure. to, to go get paid because he's already getting paid. And getting a scholarship and getting twenty grand ain't bad. That's a pretty good life. Um, sure, it's for him probably. Hey, I, I'm probably not quite at the level I need to be at to to play at this level. So I'm going to go find some place where I can play and get better. I guess. I mean, that's just what I would imagine. Yep, I, I don't disagree. Um, yeah, I think there are guys that are absolutely all in it for the money and the the free agency that the, that's out there for him. I mean, we heard. You brought up the comments from Matt Rule yesterday that it cost uh, a million to a million and a half to get a good quarterback. Heck, there's guys out there making more than that. We know that. But it's it's just what it is. When you see the good players that have had good seasons into the portal and that are coming where they've been starting the whole time, that is 100% what it's about. Trying to capitalize. You know, and I wondered... On your I wonder too if it's like in the uh, the NFL, 
where a guy is ramping up. He's he started to find some stardom. He's coming out of his rookie contract and he knows he's playing for an eventual free agent deal where he's going to get paid. What does he do the year before that? Plays like a madman, sets sets uh, individual highs. I wonder if you're going to see like that in college some. Yeah. It's like at Oregon State, I threw for X amount of yards, 8,000. I had 25 touchdowns, and that's earned me now this contract offer at Florida, sure. for instance, and I'm going to get paid that. I mean, just look at – I mean, if if you're Florida boosters, aren't you thanking your lucky stars that that guy went to <laughs> Arizona State? I mean, he's, he's yeah. an okay quarterback, but is he worth all the millions they million. were going to hurl at him? It's just crazy. It is crazy. So I wonder if you'll see some of that. It's like, yeah. all right, I'm getting out of Oregon State. I'm going to go transfer to, to Penn State, and they're going to pay me X amount, and now I don't have to worry about it that much. It's kind of like Mike Elko. My, and this is this is going jumping from players to coaches. Yep. But Mike Elko is over there hammering his head against the wall at Duke trying to win at a place that, just doesn't care. It's hard to win at, yeah. It's hard to win at, but it's been proven you can win some there. Sure, but you're right. It, it, they don't invest like other places. And now you're going to go down to College Station where they're literally going to do the Scrooge McDuck diving <laughs> board into the gold coins, uh-huh. right? So he knows that if he goes in there, which he's going to, and he signs, he puts pen to paper, he knows, hey, at the worst here, boys, we get paid. If we go out here and we and we don't play and we don't win up to these Aggies' expectations, we're still going to be set for a long time. So that there's these – I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to get at. It's just like kind of that feeling of we've made it and the money is so good that we don't have to have that edge. Right. That's gotten us to this point where we can get a job at AM from Duke or we yep. can get a quarterback position at LSU. Uh, I, that'll be interesting to follow. Yep. Uh, Ta- someone texted Taj just tweeted about price and said, go get paid. That solves that. LOL. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a combination of things. Uh, Hacks, I got lists for you. Now you get to pick which one. Both movie okay. li- movie lists. Great movies with the worst sequels or favorite Christmas movies to rewatch? No, sequel. Uh, you're you're Sequel Woodman. We got to go sequel. Sequel Woodman. Sequel. Um, okay. The great movies that have produced awful sequels. This is a top 10 list put out by somebody. Um, at 10, Tremors to Tremors 2. That's a great one. Trimmers two is great, great one. or a great answer. No, no, Trimmers was awesome. The sequel was horrid. Which one? There's like five of them. Well, I know, but you just got to go with the immediate one. Okay, I think Trimmers two wasn't that bad. It did get pretty awful after that. Uh, First Blood, and then Rambo: First Blood Part Two. What? Yeah, I can't speak to those. I, First Blood Part Two is better than First Blood. But yeah, I'm sequel Woodman. There it goes. <laughs> there it goes. Uh, Independence Day. Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. Is that the recent not one? Even, yeah, not even worth. I haven't checked it out. Spending your time. Uh, American Psycho and American Psycho 2. 
at seven. I don't watch horror movies. I haven't watched either of those. Uh, six, Planet of the Apes, and then Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Can't speak to that. Yeah, those are early. Five, Thor Rag Ragnarok. 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 Rock. Thank you. And then Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Well, th- I don't watch Marvel. The Love and Thunder one looked really weird. I just know that from the. Didn't it have uh, like Kurt Russell as a some sort of king person? I don't know. Uh, four airplane and then airplane two, the sequel. There you go. I never saw that one. I saw airplane, but I haven't seen the sequel in that one. I guess I need to do it to keep my name up. Uh, three, the Exorcist, and then Exorcist two, the Heretic. There's also the ninety three or the Exorcist three Legion, which is pretty good, according to this. Two. You'll know this one, uh, the Blues Brothers. And Blues Brothers 2000. <laughs> Have you seen that one? Yes. And? It's you, got John Candy in it. You like it or no? Oh, it was terrible. Was it really? I have not seen yeah. it. I've watched Blues Brothers, but not Blues Brothers 2000. I haven't thought about Blues Brothers 2000, maybe <laughs> since 2000. <laughs> and then uh, number one on the list, and I agree with this one. And Caddyshack and Caddyshack 2. No. A, I don't even think they acknowledge that Caddyshack 2 existed on this list. Uh, number one on the list, Dumb and Dumber and Dumb and Dumber yeah. 2. That was probably the most disappointing movie of my lifetime because of how much I love Dumb and Dumber and yeah. how horrible Dumb and Dumber 2 was. And I'm Sequal Woodman, so... Well, I'll tell you what it does. It makes you appreciate some that were actually good sequels. Oh, yeah. That, that like, actually found some magic after a magic movie happened. Like Major League Two, obviously. And Back to the Future 3. <clears throat> I digress. All right, bring in <laughs> Bobby Hot Dog says Choice prefer- prefers Shazam 2. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Been listening the whole day. <laughs> Get your questions in. We got to ask the bench formers coming up next on 100.7 The Score. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is time for Ask the Bench Warmers. Pour in your questions on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Tweet us at 107 The Score or dial us up if you want your voice to be heard on the Visual Edge IT hotline 806 771 0973. Choice Woodman here in the First United Bank studio. Jeff Haxton. Over in Indianapolis, getting ready for Tech and Butler. Ben Porman across the way. Questions for any and all of us are welcome. First one, Charlie. Hi, it's Jim Coolidge. <laughs> Those commercials. Ah. Oh, goodness. Um, uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat oh, line. Laura. I know. Benchwarmers, which new Big 12 team will have the most success next year in football and the most across all athletics? Well, did you see the uh, Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year? Yeah, I it's, did. It's all, it almost has to be fake. The guy that went 4-8 and eight for a football season yep. is the Sportsman of the Year. Like, that's... That's well, Babylon B type of territory. It, well, it it's kind of like what I was talking about with once once you get the money, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about nothing. I mean, it's like uh, Dan Lanning said it all weeks ago. They play for clicks. We play for wins. 
I think oh. there's there still yeah. a, a huge majority of people out there that are involved in athletics to win, but there are, it, it has dropped. It's yeah. like yeah. It, now you, you can be successful or maybe even the most popular person in college athletics in stink. I mean, it's just, it's wild. It is wild. Yep. Um, so yeah, Dion, by the way, if you didn't know who I was talking about, Dion Sanders was named sportsman of the year by what is it? I mean, like sports Illustrated. He, he was, he was, he was prime time, even at Florida state, he oh, was yeah. a star. It, it's social media. That's what it is. It, it, social you're media. exactly right. That's what it is. And, and, uh, and clicks and uh, all that uh, didn't exist. You existed for your play on the field and then your personality mr coach prime yep and now it's what's your personality and then we'll worry about what's up that's exactly right um now did they improve from last year absolutely won four times as many games as they won last year because they were a one-win team but like people like rg3 that what he said earlier this week if uh oh man this has never been done before i never seen someone take a one-win team to where they took them this year when literally, you know, Coach McIntyre at Colorado in 2013, 10 years ago, went from one win to four wins the next yeah. year. So it's it, the the slobber fest is, is silliness. But go ahead and answer the question. Sorry. I think it'll be Utah with football, and I think it'll be BYU overall. BYU's got uh-huh. yeah. um, terrific volleyball, soccer. I think um, they were asking about the new four from – for next year specifically. Oh, oh, oh but I, I don't disagree oh. with you because I do think BYU is going to be pretty darn good across athletics. But Utah, oh, Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado. Okay. Um, Utah and Utah. I think Arizona is going to be really dangerous next year in football. They already are this year. Oh, that's true. If they Bench, yeah. Uh, so I, it's one of those two, Arizona or Utah in football. Uh, Utah is who I'd go and – and all athletics, though. Though I'm rooting the heck against them. Cause yeah, Utah fans think they're going to come in here and just run the roost. This is silliness, those people. I hope they get their rule teeth the kicked roost. in. Ah. You could rule or run, whatever. Either one. Do you all think the Cowboys will struggle struggle tonight? They haven't been. They haven't beaten a team above 500 this season. Well, they're excellent at home and excellent against bad football teams. You don't have the combo going for you tonight. Because I don't think Seattle's a bad team, but I think they're a pretty average team still. So based off of both of our picks, I don't think we're gonna we think they're gonna struggle. Right? No. Nah. Yeah. I, I think they're gonna win and win convincingly. It's only the elites that the Cowboys have really had trouble with in the last couple of years. The really good football teams. And I don't put Seattle into that category. So I think Cowboys win by double digits. Um, is the basketball game televised tonight? Yeah, it's FS1, as we were mentioning earlier. Pretty easy to, to sync that up. FS1 uh, to your radio or, or double T97.3 app. Listen in uh, while you watch. And I know I guess some people have trouble finding us FS1, so we'll have it on the radio. Uh, how does this? How does the Villanova loss last night chat your perception? I think that was supposed to be change your perception about the Wildcats. It doesn't really. Um, 
like I picked two games last night. One was dead on, one was dead wrong. Yeah. Um, I thought Arkansas would kind of be in the tank after the Bahamas, and they were the opposite. Of course, they had a, a record 20,000 in, uh, in that arena, Bud Walton. Um, but I picked Villanova to have a letdown because I'm telling you, when they won, it was in the middle of the afternoon, and the party was on. I watched them getting ready to throw down, and they had everybody patting them on the back. I watched them, watched them pat them on the back, and it's a perfect trap game. And so we've seen them fall into two traps now. We've seen them fall into a trap of Penn and fall into a trap of St. Joe's, and St. Joe's is not bad. So yeah. it does, doesn't surprise me at all, and it doesn't change my feeling about them one bet. Yeah, I guess. Um, so you you were claiming that they were elite eight caliber earlier this week. You, yes. you, you still feel that way? I back off just a tiny bit. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. So still. Really so I guess good. it does change a little bit, but not much. Not a whole lot. Yeah. Pretty pretty good basketball team still. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's there's trap games. There's fatigue. There's things that happen. Uh, well, and that's why trap. I asked earlier. I'm I'm curious if there's any sort of uh, yeah. lag with Texas Tech uh, from the bottom. I haven't seen it, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, you, we we really probably won't know that until until they get on the floor tonight. If they they're a step yep. slow or just not what we saw in that last game, because it took, it seemed like you had a team that was a little slow to start the Bahamas and then picked up pace and style of play was well. It, it ended up end. it ended up being almost right down the middle, right? Yeah. Slow, slow, very slow, and then midway through that half, boom, and then it, from that moment yep. at 11 minutes, it was, let's go. You Energy know, burst, yeah. yeah. Uh, right now, Butler, by the way, for those interested, a two-and-a-half-point favorite uh, against the Red Raiders tonight in Hinkle Fieldhouse, which I am still so jealous of. I can't – I'm so excited for you to, to get to experience that uh, – Historic building. Yeah. Okay. Would it have the, I mean, obviously Hoosiers gives it that prestige, but it's still a really neat building where the stands are set back a little bit. And, um, they, they like, it's a deeper looking building at least, uh, with a lot of metal and the, at five thirty, the sun will be down by that time. Right. Yeah. Cause, much. cause you get some, some, uh, sun that comes yeah. in that building yeah. I think they they dealt with that in the NCAA tournament uh, during the COVID year, if I can remember correctly. They had to to put up some shades or something for the sun because the early games that were played there uh, had a bunch of sun streaming in. So I know I know it's crazy because that thing was set in the fifties. Yeah, but in the in the early nineteen nineties, even even still, the picture of that movie is eerily close to what I was living in the, in the early 1990s. I'm telling you, because we still had the WPA project gyms. Uh huh. Everybody started getting new gyms on my way out. Yeah. Yeah. Small towns, small gyms. We had the exact same color scheme. We felt we were overlooked. We felt we had to have a chip on our shoulder to win. Yeah. And we won a ton of games and got to state two years in a row with the final eight teams out of about 85 teams. But that's the movie, kind of the, you know, the Gene Hackman's character, Norman Dale. Uh, my coach had a lot of similarities. 
So I'm just telling you why I love this movie so much. It's almost like you had a, a chance to live it. And I know that's crazy four decades later, but there were a lot of similarities, man. Uh, Val says, does Hacks travel with the team? He does. I am very fortunate to, yes. Yep. He is, uh, he's traveled up and he'll travel back uh, late night tonight after, after hopefully a win. Those, those plane rides are a lot quieter when you don't win. So hopefully you get to, a noisier plane ride today. Hax, uh, go enjoy Hinkle and uh, bring us home a dub. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, level and I on the air at 430 double T97.3. There you go. Don't forget to listen in there. That is Jeff Haxton for Hacks and for Ben Porman. Thanks to him today for filling in for Lucas. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned in to the end of the bench. This has been the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.